Thank you for joining us on Loving Theology. Our aim is to reconcile our hearts to the truth in God's Word. I hope that you find something inspirational in today's content. Hi, I'm Joseph Walter. Today I wanted to talk about my post, Resting in Our Salvation. In my last post, I promised to share with you about how God showed me something that helped me to see the gift of salvation in a whole new light as we finish out this series on resting in our weakness. It comes from our passage in Matthew 11. In verse 30, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, if I'm honest, whenever I first read that, I really didn't understand why he said it those two different ways. It sounded like the same thing to me. But in writing this series, I feel like I finally understood that Jesus was actually saying two different things. And these statements actually showed us two different things that Jesus saved us from. Let's start with that first statement. My yoke is easy. Now this word easy comes from the Greek root Christos, which is a blend of being kind and good at the same time. And in the New Testament, this is the only time that this word is translated as easy. And to put it simply, it's better translated here still as my yoke is good or kind. Now a yoke was a harness that you put on a pair of animals so that they could pull together as one. To be yoked to Jesus means that we are submissive to his will to the point that we move together with him in unison, doing what we see him doing. See the first post in, our, in this series for more on that. Now at one time, we were yoked to our sinful desires. Being free to do what we want wasn't freedom at all, because what we want isn't what's good for us. Instead of what we want, we must put what he wants as our yoke or our guide, because what he wants is what's good for us. See more on this in our set free post. It's so easy to think that a little bit of sin won't hurt us. After all, we're just trying to relieve a bit of stress. But James tells us what this little bit of sin will do to us. Each person is tempted whenever he is lured and enticed by his own desires. That desire, whenever it's conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, whenever it's fully grown, brings forth death. That's James 1, 14 and 15. What sinful desire tells us to do will wreak havoc on our souls. He goes on to say, do not be deceived. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father, in verse 16 and 17. What God tells us to do is what's good. His yoke is good for us. It's only whenever we trust his commands and the fact that they're good for us, that we are able to release sin's yoke and receive his yoke in exchange. Now in his second statement, what is Jesus referring to whenever he says, my burden is light? Consider what he said to the Pharisees in Matthew 23. He said they tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders. So the Pharisees were teachers of the law. So these heavy burdens were the works of the law that people were required to do. So if not the works of the law, what were the works that Jesus required us to do? This same question was asked of Jesus in John chapter six. In response, he doesn't list many works that we must do, but he lists one singular work. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent, John 6, 29. Rather than the many difficult and challenging works of the law that was the heavy burden, Jesus gave us a singular work of faith, which is the light burden. Finding confidence of our righteousness in our works sneaks up on all of us. Paul admonished the Galatians for falling into this trap. In Galatians 3, he said, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Having begun in the Spirit, will you now be perfected in the flesh? All who rely on works of the law are under a curse. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. This trap is just as deceitful 
just as prevalent and just as deadly as the trap to sin. It might even be more deceitful because outwardly we're doing the right things and inwardly it's hard to notice how we might feel ever so slightly justified by the works that we're doing. As we discussed in the first post of this series, meekness enables us to receive his yoke. The second virtue from this series that we discussed last week, humility, guards us from abandoning his light burden of faith in exchange for the heavy burden of works. So on the one side, we have the warning from James about allowing sin. In James 2, it says, What good is it if someone says that he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. On the other side, we have the warning of Galatians about relying on works. In Galatians 5, it says, You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. I can see why the Bible describes the Christian walk as narrow and hard in Matthew 7:14. In walking such a narrow path, it's hard to imagine how we can rest. But that's exactly what Christ promised us in our passage from Matthew 11. But how is that possible? We walk this path by his strength, and it's in his strength that we rest. In order to do this, we must accept our own weakness and trust in his power to save us. He saved us from being held captive by our sinful desires and offered his good yoke instead, that is, his commands. He also saved us from being oppressed by doing good works to receive salvation and offered instead his light burden, that is, faith. Just as he said whenever he summarized the gospel in Luke 4.18, he has proclaimed liberty to the captives, that is, to sin, and he has set at liberty those who are oppressed, that is, by the law. In regards to works, he says, Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In Matthew eleven twenty eight. In regards to sin, he says, Take my yoke upon you, and you will find rest for your souls. In Matthew eleven twenty nine. Let's do exactly that. In meekness, let's submit to his direction. Doing what he says is good for us, and refusing what he says isn't. In humility, let's rely on his power, putting our faith in him to save us, and not putting any confidence in our works. And in all of this, let's be grateful that we can rest in his strength to save us. If you would like more content, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can also find videos of our content on the Loving Theology YouTube channel. Visit us at lovingtheology.com to find all of our posts and links to our references. You can also subscribe to our email at our website or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for joining us.